0: Sports radio Panther Insider, the only
1: radio show dedicated to Chapman Athletics.
0: Hey everyone, we're back with another episode of Chapman Sports Radio Panther Insider uh, with your hosts Thomas Doyle and Evan Andriola. Hello. This week we have guests from the football team here at Chapman on Dylan Keith and Johnston McIntyre. Thank you for joining us. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Yeah, so to start, we just wanted to give, uh, we want you guys to give us a little intro uh, for the people listening, kind of what you study, your year, uh, yeah.
2: Where you're up, all the, what I say whenever we have someone on, I say this is always kind of the orientation week conversation that we just have to get through. So
3: go ahead and and just give us the rundown. Sounds good. Um, Well, my name is Dylan Keefe. Um, I'm studying business finance with a minor in analytics. Um, I'm gonna be a fifth year, so this spring semester, is my senior year i'm coming back for a fifth year because of the pandemic and everything so that's me
1: yeah same with dylan Uh, i'm johnston i'm gonna be a fifth year as well um so uh, i play quarterback and uh uh, i'm from boulder colorado
0: dylan where are you from
3: i'm from orange county california nice
0: hometown hero (laughs) okay so to start uh could you guys tell us a little bit both individually just about your recruiting experiences kind of if you're getting looks uh, from Chapman or other schools out of high school, uh, what what drew you to Chapman? You know, what interested you initially and just kind of how you got here?
3: You yeah.
1: Um, to be honest, I wasn't getting recruited that much by really anybody. A couple like in the Sky a couple of, like in, in SCIAC, a couple of other Division three schools. And I, I, I visited Chapman and loved it. So I wanted to come here.
2: Was that a process that kind of didn't really start till your senior year? Or did you or were you? Did you know you wanted to try to play football at the next level?
1: Um, I pretty much thought I, I did, but till my senior year, I really didn't know that I wanted to. And then I feel like with Division three, it's kind of a slower process than sure. like Division one recruiting. So uh, definitely, like I didn't decide. I think until May first that I was coming to Chapman. So yeah.
2: what kind of what kind of like college program or what kind of high school program did you play in, and what kind of like year did you have?
1: Yeah. So. My, my high school was pretty good, but we like I play quarterback, and we ran a double-wing offense, so we mm. threw the ball like five times a game, so not very quarterback-friendly. So mm-hmm. it, it was a like a good program in Colorado. They won state championships and everything, but not not too great uh, for a quarterback.
2: Mm. And did you come to Chapman knowing you were going to play for the program, or was it more of a walk-on situation?
1: Uh, yeah, I came knowing I was going to play. Gotcha. Yeah.
3: Cool. Dylan, what about you? Um, for me, I didn't really know if I was going to be playing uh, college ball. Um, I wanted to, I think towards the end of my senior season, I was like, you know, I'm, I'm fully set on coming to play college football. Um, kind of just the people in my life. I just felt like I needed to turn a page, flip a chapter, um, move on to something else. But, um, the love for the game, I guess really brought me to want to play in college. And so recruits came around my junior year. Um, I really told them no. I don't think I'm going to play after call, or after high school. Really,
2: we were we were wondering about that earlier because I mean, obviously, you've had such a like successful college career so far. We were wondering if if you were projected as a pretty high prospect in high
3: school. Um, my high school, obviously, I love the program and everything about it. Coaches were awesome, um, things like that. But around the time where I started to graduate, we didn't really have a lot of prospects coming out of our school playing college football. It was more guys that just got to play in high school and then were done and went to college, things like that. So there was only a couple of people before me that actually wanted to play uh, high school football. So our school wasn't really, I guess, the best for look getting looked at by colleges and stuff like that. So um, and not being, being a junior and telling all the recruits that did come around, no, um, I'm not going to play after high school uh, kind of really affected my recruiting. Um, because I came out and I was like, okay, now I do want to play, so I was getting looked at by other D3s, Linfield, um, things like that, other yeah schools in the sky. Um, but Chapman was close, I liked Chapman a lot. Um, so I figured, you know, if if I'm going to be playing football, might as well get a good degree while I'm here. So, yeah, Chapman was kind of where I ended up, and I loved it.
0: Mm-hmm. Chapman's a great place. Um, both of you guys were just kind of talking about your high school football experiences, but. Playing at Chapman, coming from the places you did, what do you think has been some notable differences between like your high school uh, football career and your college career?
1: Uh, for me, like I was saying earlier, like with with the such drastic differences in the offense, like when I showed up, it was so much different, and I had to really learn how to play like the quarterback position my first year and so and such. So it's it's been a lot of fun to just be able to. Throw the ball a little more and uh i mean yeah. i think with like college like the there's even more of a brotherhood on the football team than, than in high school like you, you hang out with these guys every day in the dorms and then living with them and then so much time in the locker room so
2: it's kind of a different level of commitment i would imagine you know i mean high school 100%. football in itself is I mean, high school sports are a big commitment, but then when you, you know, college sports are a different level. I mean, it's kind of, it's what you do day in and day out. And like you said, like uh, the teams get close because we hear it over and over on the shows because, you know, you guys are hanging out all the time mm. and it's, you're, there's a different level of commitment that's expected from you, I would imagine.
1: Yeah, for sure. Definitely. I mean, and especially like playing at a division three school, like we're not getting a scholarship to play here. So you got to really love the game of football. Mm. So it's a bunch of guys that love to play and love to spend time around each other.
3: Yep. Um, uh, there, were, there was slight differences when it came to high school and college for me. Um, obviously, college was a lot more freelance. It was on my time. It was on my schedule. Um, so that was a cool thing about it because, you know, I got to make my schedule. I got to choose when I wanted to do the workouts. Um, obviously, there's practices and stuff which were scheduled at a certain time. But a lot of it was based off of my own work ethic, which was developed in high school where we were lifting every day of the week as heavy as we could pretty it was pretty unhealthy not gonna <laughs> lie, but um it definitely you know made a work ethic that i had carried into how i work or use a work ethic in college football so um in that regard kind of the same in other regards a lot more freelance in college than it was in high school i think
2: in in terms of on the field play um what's the kind of biggest jump i mean i'm not sure what the I mean, your, your program in high school in Colorado sounds like it was pretty legit, but, um, and then obviously like the SCIAC is, is definitely one of the, the better division three divisions, um, or programs or conferences, whatever you may call it. Um, what's kind of been the biggest jump up on the physical play on the field in terms of the size of guys, the speed, you know, the, the type of offenses that you're facing, um, versus what you guys saw in high school.
3: Um, for me, it was definitely speed of play. Um, being first year starting as a freshman, fresh out of high school, 190 pounds, um, everybody was bigger. Everybody was stronger. Everybody was smarter Hmm. and the pace of play was a lot faster than I expected. So you really had to know the plays, know the responsibilities on the field and kind of just bust your butt when you're running around out there. Um, so that was to get acclimated to that was a little bit difficult because I know a lot of people, especially coming out of high school, come out of these prestigious programs and they're like, maybe I wasn't the guy, you know, at my high school, but I can be the guy in a division three program Mm -hmm. because sometimes that's how division three programs are looked at. Um, but definitely not like that. Everybody, you know, they hit, they hit growth spurts and high school and everything like that. But colleges you're playing with grown men, sometimes Mm -hmm. people with beards, (laughs) things like that. So it's definitely, um, a big change going from high school to college like that. Yeah.
2: Yeah,
1: Kind of like Keith said, like just showing up and you're playing grown men every day. Like I remember like when I first came to my first camp and just like taking the snap and just not knowing what I'm even looking at. Like Mm. it's the offenses is more complex and the defense they'll disguise more. You don't know what you're looking at. So just taking the snap and our, our our freshman year we won the, we won the sky act. So we had a really good defense. So that D line just was was great and it just taking the snap and not being able to see over the line and stuff like that. It's as a cliche, you probably hear speed of the game all the time, mm-hmm. but it's definitely a real thing. Uh, making the jump, the speed is just, it's a lot faster.
2: Yeah, we hear that quite a bit with the people, with the different athletes we have on. We hear that and also a lot of, Dylan, you kind of hinted at this, it's like everyone on the field um, was the smartest player or the best player in their high school. Um so I mean it's almost like every single game is is an all-star game from the previous level that you just played at. So there's a, obviously a big jump there. There's not you don't get away with as many mistakes, especially as many mental mistakes. Mm-hmm. You know, you've just kind of got to be zoned in and every guy out there on the field is is a dog. So like you it's, mm-hmm. it's it's a different level. Yeah. Um so going into the next part
0: of the show, we wanted to talk about your guys' success last season. Uh you guys went undefeated throughout the regular season and lost in the playoffs in the second round of the national tournament right uh, so the year before in 2018 I saw your guys' record was 5 and 4 so what kind of led to that jump of you know 5 and 4 I'm not sure where you guys placed in the Skyac but going to the number 1 team in the Skyac winning winning the Skyac playoffs that year what do you think can that be attributed to
3: um uh I I'll, I'll, I'd say that my I guess it was my sophomore year um We had just installed a new defense, so all the plays we were running were fairly new to even the seniors on the team who had known this defense for the entire time they were there in the program. So there was a lot of changes defensively. Um, And I think that 2018 season was a lot of trial and error for us as a team. Um, I mean, especially the defense, it was just... Working out these kinks, finding the problems, getting it down, so that way, that next season in 2019 we could really hone in, you know, what we've learned from using this defense, make the changes we need to make, and then make it even better than it was in 2018. And so I think the five and four record defensively was definitely um, kind of shown there with the new scheme that we were running. Gotcha. Did
2: that new scheme kind of stem from just kind of changes that? you Know the coaching staff I wanted to make from the previous year, or would you guys bring in a new coach that had a complete new system, or how did you guys choose to completely change your kind of defensive system?
3: Um, so we took our defense and modeled it after I think it was St. Anthony's. Um, it did a really good division three program, just turned division one, I, I think the other year. Um, I might be getting their name wrong, St. Thomas. Is it St. Thomas? Yeah. St. something. Um, <laughs> but um, we Took their defense model that we, our coaches had met with their coaches, you know, talked about how they run their defense, things like that. Um, They gave us pointers, a few tips. And so we took it and we ran with it. And um, that was, it was new for us. So you can kind of see the kinks that we were trying to work out. In it worked the, out to, uh, though. I mean, it did work you out. You guys and,
2: didn't really need any kind of, I mean, I'm not sure what the preseason, the preseason or the, you know, the prepared, the pre- like spring or summer was like, but you guys really did kind of hit the ground running as soon as you guys had conference play.
3: We... In 2018, would lose games fairly closely mm-hmm. each game. Um, and all of it was just these minor mistakes, these really fixable things that we, you know, took the ball, ran with it. Um, and just, as you go in through the season, you're trying to fix them, you're trying to fix them, and new teams have new schemes for you. Um, so 2019 was really showing how much more we perfected this new scheme we were running, and I think 2000. 21 this fall is going to be just that much better. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, Like I know just from my experience playing basketball, it can be difficult when your coaches coaches want to implement like a new scheme. So was it kind of hard for you players to buy in or was there always a sort of like we know what our coaches are doing, we believe in this new scheme? Because it's not easy to change something that you're doing, especially if you're familiar with playing a certain way for – You know however long so how how kind of what was the players perspective on that change and did the coaches rub it in this year like look what happened you know we went 10 and 10 and 0 until the playoffs uh, off this new scheme so how about that
3: um i can't really speak for the offense because the offense has just been doing that they they've been pretty great through did the, you guys have big changes too? I'm curious. Uh, no,
1: they, we've run the same offense pretty much for okay. Okay. since Coach Owens has been here. So. Gotcha. So, so,
3: okay, go ahead. No, the offense was never really a problem for us. Um, we've just had guys who've been replaced, guys who've mm-hmm. filled in for certain spots and who have stepped up. Um, 2018 was a little bit rough having a QB that wasn't very mobile, mm-hmm. um, but could throw the ball like a cannon. <laughs> um, so... The offense was never really our problem. It was mainly the defense that we had to change, but, um, buying into the program, um, coming into 2019, we really, uh, decided to change our program and that we were going to be a player run program and we were yeah. going to hold each other accountable rather than having the coaches hold us accountable. That's awesome. Um, so we did a lot of our camp stuff was revolving around that we made. Um, A big poster that we hang up in our locker room and each player had to sign it and they were only going to sign it if, you know, they bought into the program and they knew the goals that we were working towards and their role on the team to how we could achieve those goals. So I I don't really think there was any problems with buying in because we made sure before we came into 2019 that we were going to have each player giving their all every single day. Um, Yeah, I think that's, that's, that's awesome. For that. that seems
0: like a really uh, great way to run a program. You know, if every player is bought in, you're kind of bound to succeed because everyone has each other's back. And especially in football, that's important because there's so many guys on the team. You know, so the bigger the team, the bigger the the possible unity if everyone buys in. Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, Johnston, I'm I'm curious on the offensive end. Um, I mean, you guys kind of hit it at, or what you just, what Dylan just said about the being, you guys moving into kind of a player run program. Is there a big emphasis on leadership on the player side? I mean, you guys are both kind of veterans at this point. Obviously, you're a quarterback, so there's there is a kind of a expectation for you to be a leader on the field. What's kind of the relationship you have with your coach, with your team, in terms of you guys being leaders on and off the field, in, in just the culture of the program?
1: Yeah, for sure. One uh, coach Owens, we he meets with us all the time, and he always preaches on leadership and you know loving your teammates and uh, just spend a time with them off the field on the field the, you know the better we are is gonna revolve around how well we know our teammates and it's huge right now because we have so many new guys like we're gonna have two classes of freshmen probably like that's right 40 something guys that's gonna that be we, crazy we, we hardly know <laughs> yeah. so it's like half the team um, yeah so it's huge we got to get to know them and and build uh and show them the chapman culture and i mean me and dylan have been in it for a long time now so we so we kind of know the way that this program's supposed to be run so uh we're, we're trying to pass that down to the younger guys it's 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 hard right now we've uh tried to spend as much time with uh, with them as we can but a lot of them aren't even here yet
2: yeah, yeah. and we, we definitely wanted to ask you guys about that kind of process that was another question we we were talking about beforehand like the, the process of getting freshmen into a program in a in a regular given year is already like it's got its own challenges what has it been like you know with Now you guys are expecting two classes to come in and all these new guys and introducing them to the program, getting to know them, like, you know, in terms of getting to know each other as a team that's
3: supposed to be on the field
2: in what, six months. What's that been
3: like? Uh, Luckily we were privileged enough to have a bit of a spring with the freshman class that was supposed to come in in 2020. Um, Mm -hmm. So we met a lot of those guys. Um, Some of them weren't there again, but we met a lot of those guys. They kind of got a sneak peek at what it's like to be in our program, the work that we put in, um, new faces, uh, coaching staff, schemes. So they kinda got a taste of what is gonna be uh, prepared for them, I guess, come fall when we really get into it, hit, hit the ground running, but um, other than that, it's just, it's gonna definitely be really challenging trying mm. to get these new, new, new freshmen in because we already have a class that is fairly new as well. Gotcha.
0: Um, all right. Well, I think we're going to go to a break. But before we do that, uh, you guys cracked the national rankings last year, right? Yep. During the regular season. That was a pretty big right? deal. I remember. Or know. was that in the postseason?
1: Yeah. I think we finished the year 10th.
0: Okay. So. Yeah. So I just wanted to ask, um, what was that feeling like to see your name on the like the national charts? That
1: yeah, was really cool. I know our freshman year, I think we were ranked at one point as well. But uh, we got to the highest that Chapman's ever been ranked. So
0: Yeah. That was
1: definitely really cool to see that and meant a lot to the guys that came before us too.
0: Was that something that like the coaching staff like celebrated or was it kind of just like put your head down and keep playing type of thing?
1: Yeah. During the year is definitely like, cause before we played Redlands, I think they were, they were like top 15 and we hmm. weren't ranked at all. Hmm. So it wasn't something we tried to like harp on too much. And then yeah. after that we beat them and we tried to just not pay attention to it too much cause we knew. One one week later, it could be gone yeah. if, we, if we lost. So,
2: I remember when it like when there was first kind of like a buzz around. I mean, unfortunately, I mean this is part of the reason we do this show. Like Chapman sports teams don't get enough love from their fan base. Um, except, I remember when that was kind of a big deal. I remember like the the main Chapman page posted about it. The sports page posted about it. People were putting on their story. Um, and you guys were getting some attention and probably more people at your games because of it. Um, so I do remember, I mean, when I think back at that time now, like that was um, when it first kind of clicked in my head, like, oh, these guys are having a hell of a season right now. Like someone needs to pay some attention to that.
0: Yep. All right. So we're going to go to break and we'll be back shortly.
3: Pete Curtis.
0: Hey, everyone, we're back. Uh, thanks for staying tuned during that short little break. Uh, first question we got is, what was the toughest team that you guys
2: came across in the Skyac? I mean, um,
3: it's kind of hard to remember, I feel like, at this point. It's not. It's pretty vivid. I just yeah, yeah. There's, a lot of ta- there's a lot of good talent yeah, in the Act to be a, honest.
1: Every, I mean, probably our hardest game last year was in... They, they, they kind of give us trouble every year, is Pomona. Uh-huh. But... I would say the team that's we, we definitely circled on our schedule every year is uh, Redlands. Okay. So cool. they're, they're a team that always is competing for the Sky Act and we I feel like we beat – I don't remember the score. I feel like we beat them kind of bad last
3: um, – We were beating them bad until we came back out after halftime and we didn't score that's and true. they scored. and It was like a two-point game after yeah. that. Um, I'd say Pomona too. Uh, okay. in, in terms of like a, a, a hard game, a mm-hmm. physical game, it's all it's weirdly always pomona um it's always always comes down to like the last couple drives um to, to determine who's going to win the game
2: do they have a really solid program or is that more of a matchup issue you guys seem to it's, struggle it's
3: it's it's just their coaching staff and the schemes they run um their field isn't very fun to play at either um I, 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 we can't really put our finger on yeah. exactly what it is. They, they they're very, they're, a, they're a really smart team. They're, re, they got a really te- intelligent, I guess, football team, mm-hmm. and the coaching staff's a very good fo- uh, coaching staff too. So, I think that's what it has to do. Is yeah. it, it, they match up pretty well with us, but so does Redlands. And yeah, yeah. yeah. There's like a lot there.
2: of good programs.
0: Uh, I Sky. was gonna say, yeah. So it looks like you guys beat Redlands twenty-one to eighteen, and then beat Pomona twenty-six to twenty-one, but. When I was looking at the you know postseason uh, awards that the Sky does, uh, they had the Offensive Player of the Year and Dylan was the Defensive Player of the Year. Um, for those listening, but yeah, so what was it like playing against that quarterback? Was he like really solid? It looks like he was a pretty good runner too.
3: He so the the reason why he's always a problem um, for their team playing them is he can do both. He can run the ball and he's good at running. He's a physical runner. And gotcha. He's fast. Um, and then he's. He can throw the ball. So it makes their offense very spread out. Um, they can throw the ball, they can run the ball, they can get our linebackers out of the formation, out in coverage and stuff like that, so where he can run the ball. Um, and their grass fields muddy. Their mm. grass field got really muddy. Um, I can't so, imagine there's
2: that many grass fields in the in the conferences. I think
3: uh Claremont has it, uh Pomona has it, and they're like right across the street from each other. but the the rest Um, are all turf redlands does too is the redlands one well kept um Um, pretty well kept yeah no i mean towards the end of the game obviously gets muddy and a little slippery but the pomona one is just kind of like it's it's just it's just like
1: slanted and Mm. oh geez really (laughs) it is not good what kind of college field field. is that that's funny
3: i mean that's pomona for you but um (laughs)
0: pomona basketball i was going to say you guys were talking about how like uh smart the you know the the coaching staff and their schemes were. pomona basketball is like probably the most consistently top team in the sky and they kind of remind me of the spurs like the way they play they're just like super solid just yeah. run great
2: schemes, just run know? together really well just very equal team
3: definitely solid team yeah smart guys
0: um something that chapman does that i feel like seems to be unconventional at least from you know a general football fan is uh you guys play two quarterbacks right so Johnson, could you tell us about what that's like being one of the quarterbacks who, you know, gets a lot of snaps?
1: Yeah. So Reed, me and Reed switch off and Reed's my best friend. He's, he lives with me. So it, it's cool. Um, I want him to succeed and I like to, I like to play as well. So uh, it seemed to work well. We're both very different. So he's, he's more, he's six foot five and has a really strong arm and I'm I'm short and I can run and he's, he's not the most, mobile guy so it it makes uh, defenses have to prepare for both of us
2: that's what I was gonna say it makes you guys a really versatile offense Mm -hmm. the fact that you can hit any team with two quality quarterbacks with two very different styles Reed actually is from like two towns over for me we're both in the Bay Area he went to St. Francis Francis. yeah so I'm from San Mateo which is like two towns over so I used to go watch I think I saw him play in high school cuz we're the same year. He's class of 2022. He's a junior. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. He um he played against Sarah High School, which yeah. was like a couple blocks from my house. And I think I saw him play when he was a senior. Um but Congrats. yeah, very different st- uh, play styles, which mm-hmm. I think is honestly makes you guys really valuable. How do the like how do the snaps get, you know,
0: separated? Do you go like possession to possession or what's what's the way that they usually get split?
1: Yeah, so we did two two possessions I, w- I would start the game, play two possessions, he would go two possessions, I would go two gotcha. possessions, and we did that all year long. So, originally, um, we were going to just do it for the first two games, and then yeah. they were going to decide on a, a quarterback, but it was working so well, so wow. they just kept it. that's
0: pretty cool, like, that yeah. both of you guys get to, you know, get those reps and, like, kind of just, like, honestly be your own little, like, unit team mm-hmm. together.
2: Do you guys see the play style that your offensive coordinator, like, the kind of plays that he's calling changes depending on who's on the field?
1: Uh, yeah, for sure. So like when I'm in, we'll do more like read option stuff or quarter design quarterback run, speed option, stuff like that. And then obviously just run the, the actual offense. But, um, with read, uh, a little, a little less of that, that kind of stuff, but, uh, we'll, we'll both run the base offense. I just yep. think there's some added like quarterback run stuff when I'm in. Good
0: to know.
2: Um, what was the, um, are there any di- like receiver swap outs too? like, do you guys, or do you guys all play with the same receivers?
1: Um, we, we, we would play with the same receivers, but, uh, we would rotate our receivers a ton. We have we're so deep at receivers, probably the deepest position on our team. So they they would rotate in and out like all the time, but uh not depending on which quarterback was in.
2: Yeah. No, that's awesome. I think that's a really progressive coaching mindset honestly. If it works, it works, you know what I'm saying? Um So I mean, we talked to you guys a little bit about last season, well, you know, which now it doesn't even feel like last season cuz cuz it was probably so long ago. But um when you guys look back at the success you had, what was your guys favorite or most memorable moment? Um, from last year, or from 2019 at this point,
3: um, coming out with a W in a triple overtime
2: game—that
3: mm. was uh, always feels good. It, it being the first playoff win we had to, its a—it's a pretty good way to you know yeah. s- make history for the program. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that was my favorite memory though. That was that was a really memorable one for me. So
1: yeah, I'm gonna say the same thing. It's, yeah. It was, that. I mean, I don't think we'll ever play in a better game than that uh triple overtime in the playoffs against a team that we've never beaten before like historically they're the team to beat on the west coast so um yeah that was that was a blast
0: that was linfield the team that recruited you a little bit right Linfield, yeah did it feel good to beat a team that recruited or was it it
3: it wasn't even like that it was just (laughs) so just so nonchalant yeah yeah,
0: yeah um funny story about that game so you guys ended up winning 68 to 65 but yeah uh geez that's a high score yeah, yeah super yeah, high, high scoring high school, so yeah. i was in my our basketball team at chapman we traveled to like the tacoma seattle area for a tournament that weekend it was and i remember i was in our trainer emma's hotel room like getting taped up and getting some treatment and like she had the game on and we were watching and it was like such a great game because you guys like you said you went to triple overtime but i didn't i didn't end up getting to see the end of it because we had to like leave to go to shoot around yeah. but just kind of a little funny story of what I was doing when that game was
2: on. I don't even know what I was doing. I definitely heard about it the next day, but um what was that question you had right there, Thomas? I wanted to ask them about um yeah, so we were talking to you guys earlier about the leadership that's expected of you guys. Obviously, I would imagine with the the positions, the success you guys have, just you two personally, and also the fact that you guys are some of the older guys on the team. Is it? What's it like being a captain on a team that is so large? We we try to have the captains from each team whenever we do an interview just because we feel like they're the best representation of, of the team. Um, but we've never had guys that are responsible for a team that's so large. So I would love to know what challenges goes along with that.
1: Yeah, so there's uh... – a. Well, originally we voted on I think seven of us, but now there's there's five captains, so it's a little bit split up. And uh, with the incoming guys, they always assign us like a group, and then uh, a group of guys to reach out to and get to know. And then we'll do a draft uh, every year in the spring. We'll, we'll uh, draft uh, about ten guys each probably. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, we we have them for the whole spring, so we do like different lifting competitions and stuff
2: like that with your oh, group. Oh, sweet! So you like you do a little like mini teams, amongst yep. and yeah. And is it separated
0: like it's is it separated by positions or can you like draft someone on the D line? Yeah,
2: I could draft anybody.
1: That's so awesome! It's just I like that. pick whoever you want, pick who who you think's gonna uh, do the be doing the right thing and be getting getting the timing and the. Weight That's really awesome. Actually, the, I
2: would I've yeah. never heard of something like that, but I feel like when you've got such a huge cohort of a team, like the team is just, you know, you've got to come up with creative ways to get mm-hmm. guys close to each other. And it's important for you to be close with guys on the defensive side of the field, because, you know, they're also on your team. You're not okay. just playing with you guys on the O-line, yeah. or ju- your receivers, so that's awesome.
0: Um, Yeah, I was that's a question that we both kind of had, because neither of us have ever played like football competitively. And I was wondering just, you know, what it was like to have a team that is full of 50 plus guys because I've always played basketball, you know, like 12 guys on a roster. So there's not like many guys to keep track of. So you guys kind of illustrated that well for us. Is that, is that system you're referring to? Like, is that something you see in most football teams or have you experienced different styles of, you know, captain and mentoring and leadership, uh, in your like high school
3: programs? Um, I think that, um, it's like that for a lot of colleges. Um, it was weird coming in because it felt like at first there was like a defensive team and there was an offensive team and I got to know the defense a lot better than I got to know the offense. But um, coming into a leadership role is kind of, it's, it, it's, it's a really cool experience because you get to know so many people and in order to be a good leader, you really have to, you know, get to know the people that you are leading. Um, people On a th- deep level. I would yeah, on, on a deep level. So you get to know a lot of different personalities and a lot of different characters Um, and I mean, I love every single one of the people on my team. Um, so I think that, you know, having a group of leaders that is really tight knit to their team only makes that team, you know, that much better. Um, but what you're you're kind of tying back to what you guys are saying, um, I think that's how it is in most programs, especially for football, because everybody, there needs to be that tight-knit program otherwise it's just not a successful program
0: yeah can't just be defensive guys offensive guys there has to be some uniformity among you know different positions Mm -hmm. Uh, usually we kind of get to this earlier in the episode when we've had other guests on but could you guys just tell us a little bit about how the pandemic has like influenced your season obviously canceled you know because you guys play in fall but what is your Your summer during the kind of heat of the pandemic and also this spring, what does that look like?
3: Um, Summer will probably only change a little bit. Usually people go home, everything like that. Um, People go home, see their families. Some people stay around. Um, A lot of people lift in our athletics weight room. Mm -hmm. Um, Depending on how that unfolds, People will either, you know, get to lift at different times than they usually do. Yeah. Uh, our coaches are trying to leave it open for us uh, as much as possible, given the restrictions they put on. And there's only seven people per time. You get a 45-minute 40, slot to, you know, work out and everything. Yeah. So, in terms of that, it's a little different, only that maybe there's a little bit more restriction on how you can work out. but we keep in contact. We have group chats. Um, we try to get out on the field as much as we can, um, parks, if we can, things like that. So it really doesn't change for the guys that stay here in Mm -hmm. orange, but spring was a little bit different. Having to, you know, reintroduce everybody. We had two weeks or three weeks of just strictly conditioning, um, a week or two of like very minimal team stuff still conditioning but a little bit more defensive offensive stuff and then we had another three weeks of a normal practice we'd have in the spring um so and there's a lot more meetings outside of we couldn't go into our meeting rooms yeah things like that so it was mm-hmm. on different days where we had to go on zoom meetings meet with our coaches on zoom and things like that
0: gotcha so has that all, all that spring practice and conditioning has that concluded at this point point? and it's just kind of you know, get in the weight room on your own time, or or what?
3: Yeah, okay. no, it's it's all finished now. So okay. it's just off-season work at this point until August. Cool. Yeah, you guys camp. are.
2: I would you guys report early for, before the rest of the school, but for
3: only only by like two or three weeks. Okay. It's, it's not gotcha. it's not like a Division one program where yeah, they right. come back early July. Mm-hmm. And right, that's right, all right, the summer right.
0: they have. And I don't. I I would imagine the schedule hasn't been released yet for twenty twenty one, but. When do you guys usually like play your first game?
1: Um I think the schedule I don't know if it's been released publicly but they did they I've seen the schedule but I don't know when our first gotcha. game is but it's normally about either last week of August or first week of September. Okay, gotcha. Like
2: yeah.
0: All right, well, uh we're going to go to another break real quick and when we come back we'll have our special Hot Seat edition segment, so stay tuned.
2: Evan, do you feel that? It's starting to heat up in here. Yeah, dude, I'm sweating a lot. Did you turn on the heat or something? I did not,
0: but now that I think about it, our guest does look pretty nervous. Oh, you know what that must mean. It's time for the hot seat. All right, we're back with our signature hot seat edition this week. Like we've been talking about, we have football players on, so uh, we'll get right into it. Feel free, either of you can share first, but they're going to give us uh, a little inside scoop, funny story from something that happened in their time playing together at Chapman.
3: Um, there's been a lot of good stories. Um, obviously it's a big, big group of guys, and we have a locker room, and we have a lot of time to ourselves when we come back um, during camp and stuff like that. So there's a lot of good stories. Um, I'd say this one, this one's pretty recent actually. Is um, Johnson and in his house always tend to do odds and they could they really commit to this game oh too boy. like it, it's you want to it, explain
0: that to just people who so, don't know um, what that is. Odds is
3: basically you choose a number between one and whatever you want to choose so one and ten and on the count of three you guys will choose a number and if you say the same number um whoever agreed to it's got to do the bet or whatever they yeah. chose to do um so their house is really committed to it more committed than i've seen a lot of people do you guys um, usually stick to the one to ten rules
1: um. Nah. So recently, we've actually been playing Mario Kart, okay. and loser oh. Mario Kart has to do the bet. So, okay. New uh, new new stakes. Yeah, okay. But, but uh, one in ten is pretty pretty common.
3: Yeah. All right. Well, Mario Kart this time they they like their betting. We'll put it that way. Yeah. Um, and recently Johnson lost, and the bet was for him to do a ten minute workout in the circle in Espido. speedo. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, so I got to see those nice white legs. Too. <laughs> Do a good workout. When, when did you have to do? On, was it on a
2: weekend?
1: Yeah, it was a Saturday Ooh, morning. So oh. there's people, uh, a lot of people eating brunch, and oh, massage, a lot of people, so.
2: everyone there. Yeah. yeah so and, uh,
1: I have, a, I don't have anywhere close to a tan, so it's it just hilarious. not looking good. Not, not a good speed speedo. Body Anyone right stop now. by
2: and say anything to you? I actually
1: got a five dollar tip.
2: So. Wow. Hey. Awesome. <laughs> Jokes on you guys. Then <laughs> I, I,
3: I made
1: money out of it, so it's all right. What
0: was, was the workout they had you do?
1: Oh, it was. I got to choose my own workout, okay. so I, I just. I did some push-ups. I, gotcha. I did some... Uh, the, the people love the, cha- uh, the jumping jacks. Yeah, so, I uh,
2: people love the jumping jacks. Yeah, people love the jumping jacks. 10 minutes actually is not too bad. Yeah, it, <laughs> was, it was
1: not awful. I, I feel like
2: if you made ten, if you made five bucks out of it, I might even yeah. stay even longer to see how much I can <laughs> milk out of it. Yeah, I
1: psyched myself out like a lot like the day before, but once I did it, it was all right.
0: Gotcha. Love that. I imagine like the... The spectacle of walking to your spot, like you know, in the yeah. circle, was co- probably a little uncomfortable. But yeah. I'm sure you hit your groove. You know, if you <laughs> oh, got yeah. a five dollars tip, you must have been doing something. Once right. you
2: lock in, you're just, you know, just yeah. a crowd pleaser at that point. <laughs> oh <my> god! <laughs> all right, Johnson, what you got first?
1: Um, so for for Keith, like uh, Keith's our best player on our team, so uh, everybody likes to joke with him. You know, make all American jokes and such like <laughs> stuff like that. Especially uh, the offensive line loves <laughs> loves to mess around with Keith. So. Uh, one one day we had a uh, one of our offensive linemen uh, Brandon Lewis. He's a uh, he's he's a bigger guy. He's got he's got a big belly on him, and uh, he uh, he wore the 44 which is Keith's number out to practice and uh, <laughs> tried to make himself look like Dylan and was messing around oh, no. for a photo shoot and stuff stuff like that. So that was pretty funny. He
3: even did an interview like me. Yeah, <laughs> did he really? Yeah. I, did, did he impersonate you? Yeah, I mean, the best he could. Yeah. It was it, was, it was derogatory. It was rough. But it, it, was, it, was, it was funny. Definitely funny. That funnier. sounds pretty good.
2: Yeah, no, that's the thing. Was, uh, when you're as an established player as you've been, Dylan, you're, there's going to be a target on your back. Guys are going to come at you. I'm telling you, there's a target on my back right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's rough. <laughs> and it's not just guys on another team. It's... Uh, you know, there's obviously a, probably a target on your back when you play other teams, but then even your own teammates want to li- want to give you crap. Yeah. I'd say there's a bigger
3: target <laughs> on my back with the team yeah. <laughs> rather than other teams. Love that, that. makes sense.
0: Yeah. Okay. So we're going to get into some some quick rapid fire questions. Um, I can take it over. We yeah. You run it yourself. Off. All right. Uh, both of you can answer. There's ones that I have that are specific, but I'll just let you know who I'm asking first. So uh, first is favorite NFL team.
1: Watch the Buffalo Bills.
0: I don't it's pretty successful season for yeah. Bill standards last year.
3: I'm definitely a individual player kind of guy. Ah,
2: really? Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. I don't.
3: I don't know. It's, if if well, I had... we
2: got some of those questions too. Then, so we, I expect a full analysis. Then, all right. Is that good. is that
0: because there's no team in Orange County, or what's
3: No. If there's, I mean, there's two LA teams. You get to choose yeah. between one of those two. Um, I just it's really hard to not like. Individual players gotcha. for what they do on the field yeah. and out off the field. So,
0: a true fan of the game. It sounds like the fan of the yeah. game.
3: I get how I many how how much of a fan of the game could I be if I don't have it on my own team? So. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, favorite player. That's the next question. Josh Allen. Yep. Oh,
1: yeah.
3: Oh, He's big. Bills mafia yeah. kind of oh. guy. Oh, favorite player. Um, right now I'd have to go Devin White, linebacker, Bucks, yep. forty-five.
0: Yeah, I like the I like the linebacker f- numbers in the forties. I think that's a good look. You got that too at forty four.
3: Yeah, no, I I like them too.
0: Okay, uh, favorite <laughs> college team. Um. So
1: yeah, uh, Memphis Tigers.
0: Okay.
3: Oh okay. Is, you you had the coach there now. Yeah, right? my dad yeah.
2: coaches there. Oh really? Yeah. Oh that's awesome.
0: I was gonna say I feel like Memphis is more known for basketball. Like I haven't heard too much about their football team, oh. but. That's a sleeper pick. No one would have guessed that. Great football <laughs> team.
3: Great coaching staff. Yeah. <laughs> great coaching staff. <laughs> Um. Uh, see, big, big player guy. Yeah. Um. I at the uh, 2019 LSU Tigers. though. okay. Go Tigers.
0: All right. Um, yeah.
3: I'll put. I'll. I'll take that.
0: That's funny. My. Um, the year they won the, the national championship. My my uncle is from down there in Louisiana. And so he got he gave me a bunch of like LSU shirts and like I feel like such a bandwagon fan. Like I don't really root for them, but I just wear these shirts around because they're comfortable. Um, but I'll ask you, favorite college player, you know, just since Favorite player in the
3: draft. We'll ask you to that. Favorite theme. player in this year's draft. Oh, this year's draft? I do really admire Trevor Lawrence. Okay. I just like how he holds himself. I like his yeah. interviews. His flowy hair is pretty nice too. Great hair. Nice hair. <laughs>
1: Um, I, I I want I, I can't think of like a favorite, but yeah. uh, I mean I like Trevor Lawrence. I like uh, I like Devonte Smith a lot, yeah. but uh, I, the guy I want the Bills to take. They got the thirtieth pick. I hope they take Najee Harris.
0: Okay, mm. running back. Najee's from Alabama, right?
3: Yep. Oh yeah.
0: All right. Uh, weirdest trick play. Chapman runs, or if you don't want to give out, you know, trade secrets. Weirdest trick play you've defended against, been a part of. Um, do you
2: see a lot of trick plays at the college level? First of all.
3: Yeah, you see, you see, a good amount of play, especially in de- desperate situations. Yeah. Um wow. sometimes they're really out of the blue. We've ran a couple with me though. Um, weirdest one was we did it during Linfield and it didn't work out at all. Or it was uh, no, it was definitely St. John's. It didn't work out at all. It was like a little fake. They they put the ball. They tried to do like a little sweep outside. I stay yeah. inside. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, we, we tried to. We acted like we were taking a knee. Ah, and I put it like in Keefe's. Uh, gotcha. Didn't go anywhere. Yeah, and you got a. Had, Oh my yeah. bad. Go ahead. No,
0: no, no. You're good. Oh, I was gonna say you got a rush touchdown this year, right?
3: I did have a was rush to touchdown with that off of some sort of trick play. That was they just uh, put you strictly a running like back. back, back. That was okay. strictly a running back. Yeah. Gotcha. Oh, so you you take some plays but at running back? I did. Um, we had a couple key running backs go down. Um, ah. So I did. I played running back in high school. I actually thought that was what I was coming in okay. to Chapman to play. Um, I obviously didn't. But um, I'd say the coolest trick play we ran was the Sports Center trick play. Yeah. That was. Time oh, cool. um, that one, yeah. Yeah, so uh, one of our trick plays in second overtime at Linfield ended up working out, um, and we made it on Sports Center top ten. Oh, down. I did hear Here about was that. The... You threw it. I okay. did. I, I, I did throw the ball. So you made nice. Sports Center top ten. Uh, I did. I mean, the team did. Yeah, I know, <laughs> but your pass.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> What's a, so? Explain the play. What was the play?
3: Um, we got to pull up that video if we can. But... It was uh, just a running back handoff, um, like a sweep outside, except the receiver was just instead of blocking like he was going to block on the safety he you know broke down then broke back out of it yeah. i just threw like a 20 yard pass to him who, uh, end zone. Who, who caught the pass spencer corona bartender give me a corona spencer corona <laughs> yeah, that's what they said out. Out. that's yeah. funny
0: um you guys had a nice like kind of trick play on a kick return right where someone you know tossed it back to the other and he ended up scoring a touchdown yeah,
1: that, uh nico uh he's uh he actually broke the record for chapman kick return touchdowns but he uh it was a fake it was a fake reverse gotcha and then uh i think it gets claremont they fell for it i
0: remember seeing that highlight that was sick all right um well dylan you kind of already covered this but the next question is best linebacker in the league
3: um yeah i mean bobby wagner's great too he's definitely made the name for himself 99 ranked player on madden so you know He's probably one of the best, if not the best, but Devin White's definitely yeah. climbing up there That's as one of the second year now.
0: Gotcha. What do you think?
1: Yeah, I pro- I'd probably take Bobby Wagner right now.
3: If my roommate
0: is a 49ers fan and I'm from Seattle, so I'm a Seahawks fan, and like we always bicker, like Fred Warner, uh, yeah, Bobby like, Wagner, and Bobby I always do, I yeah, mess with we, him.
1: Are we just talking like inside linebacker?
0: Cause, whatever, whatever yeah, you I think. I mean,
1: pro- I'd probably say outside backer, pass rusher, probably a little more valuable, but yeah. Uh,
3: I don't know. I <laughs> <laughs> Von Miller. He's yeah. he, he he's good great now. He's he's great then. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'd still go Bobby Wagner. Gotcha.
0: Okay, um best QB in the league currently. I
1: mean, I'm biased. Yeah. Uh <laughs> I, I love Josh Allen and I, uh, I He's the best year, QB in, in the league. I'm taking Patrick Mahomes. Okay. I'm taking yeah, Patrick Mahomes.
3: Oh, uh, as of now talent-wise, definitely yeah, Patrick I think, Mahomes. I
1: mean, i don't know if like he's not the goat but yeah you can't say he's the goat yet but i don't know if anyone's ever like like for like where he's at now like he obviously goat i think he's on track longevity but Mm -hmm. just like tom brady his peak like i don't know if anybody's can. can, tom brady's a a
2: sarah alum i don't know if you ever give crap to read about that but i didn't even know that yeah
0: um tom brady and pat mahomes were kind of not going at each other on twitter but there was a little interaction i don't know if you guys saw it I think uh, is was it negative or it was, was It, br- just it was brief. It was like uh the Kansas City Royals there was a guy and, oh, and he was it, wearing yes. a Tom Brady jersey and he was walking yeah. by he's like Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback or something and then and then he happened to be wearing a Brady jersey yeah. so he lo- I think he,
3: I think he lost a bet oh, he okay. likes Pat Mahomes. <laughs> yeah. And City then
0: guy. and then Tom Brady said uh he said results speak or, actions yeah. speak louder than words and then Pat Mahomes said like we'll see in the long run or something yeah, like exactly. that something like that All right. it seemed very
2: friendly next question is uh what's your guy's favorite sport outside of football
1: uh, mine's basketball for sure
2: you yeah. follow the nba pretty close yeah i do
1: okay.
3: Sweet. Yeah. i i uh sheesh um, did, you, did you guys play anything else growing up
1: i played basketball through high school so oh, cool. okay
3: i was baseball i'd, I'd say you know baseball is probably the next one um Boring to watch on the television, but I do enjoy watching it in person. Yeah. I mean, Chapman or, you know, professional yeah. baseball.
2: I was a baseball guy too growing up. So, yeah. I mean, baseball is my number
3: one. There's or,
0: nothing like going to a ballpark.
3: It's great. No, nah, the vibes
2: are, un, you know, unpeckable. Don't get great vibes. Started. Yes. <laughs> great
0: so vibes. All right. Uh, greatest wide receiver of all time. I don't know if you guys will.
1: I mean, I never really watched him, but you hear Jerry Rice. So, um, you know, for. The guys that i i really watched I, I i'd say uh calvin johnson or randy moss
3: but mm. yeah i'd say i mean I, I i liked brady a lot growing up um and randy moss was definitely one yeah. of those receivers that he's always throwing the ball to i so i i'd say randy moss is up there or megatron for sure yeah i
2: mean moss has like a phrase named after him to get Moss. like yeah. to this day like people remember that
3: yeah but a Megatron's- on the goal line, getting pressed by not one yeah, but two no, corners—you don't ever thing. see that. True. So.
0: Um, who are you guys rooting for in this previous Super Bowl? Bucks versus Chiefs. I
3: was Bucks. Bucks. I, I, I'm, I, I do like Brady. Gotcha. I grew yeah, up with I mean,
1: him. I—it's I, I, hard to root against his greatness at this yeah. point. I, I wanted him to win one in Tampa. Mm.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's hard to root against Brady. I was surprised that like the Chiefs were pretty heavily favored when—or not heavily favored, but they were favored. Um, Against Brady, you know, who has all this postseason success, especially in mm-hmm. Super Bowls. So I think a, a lot of bettors made a lot of money going with the Bucks. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, Super Bowl champs this coming season.
3: Ooh, I'd have to do a lot of um, analysis on that one. I'd say the Chiefs. The Chiefs yeah. definitely are a front runner, like always with Pat. Maybe the Bills? Yeah, I'd, I'd,
1: I'd bet your house on the Buffalo Bills right yeah. now. Smart <laughs> money on the Bills. Hey, they look
3: good. <laughs> I wouldn't count them out.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's funny um okay so the nfl draft is this thursday um it's a heavy it's a pretty heavy qb draft there's a lot of good prospects in the top 10 top 15 um trevor lawrence is obviously kind of the unanimous number one outside of trevor lawrence who are your guys's favorite or who is your guys' favorite quarterback
1: i mean everybody seems to be sleeping on justin fields these days they're saying that the uh, niners are going to take uh Mac Jones or yeah. Trey Lance, and then they're projecting uh, the Jets to take – the Jets are probably going to take the Zach Wilson from BYU. So yeah, I like Justin Fields, though, and uh, I don't really know why he's dropping too much. But I know the, 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 the Niners are getting a lot of heat for uh, probably going to take Mac Jones. And, I mean, I think that they should probably take Justin Fields, but I also think Mac Jones – I mean, he he had 78% completion percentage or something last year. Like, also Alabama. Just because just cause he's <laughs> not like a – yeah. I mean Devontae. I mean <laughs> Devontae. You can say My the same bad. thing about Joe Burrow last year. Like, oh true. That's true. So yeah. I, I think it's a similar situation with. I mean, just because he's not fast or doesn't have the strongest arm, like Brady doesn't either. But I mean, I, I would take if I was the Niners, I would take Justin Fields. But I, I think uh, Mac Jones is a good quarterback.
3: I do think Justin Fields has a chip on his shoulder, and I mm-hmm. think I think quarterbacks that tend to have a chip on their shoulder tend to play really well. So. Mm-hmm. I, I I like Justin Fields a lot too. I like
2: yeah. that it's the game within the game, right there. Mm. That's that's a real football player's insight. Knows that when yeah. a guy's got got haters or got people who who are counting him out, it actually means a lot when mm. it's game time. Definitely, I've seen some mock drafts that have Fields at
0: like twelve or thirteen. And it just yeah. kind of is kind of confusing to me. Disrespectful. But, yeah, that's what it is. Um, it's funny. Like Seahawks Twitter. Like like I said, I'm from Seattle. Seahawks fan, and Seahawks Twitter is something that like comes up g- during game day, you know, that you see a lot of tweets about the Seahawks, but something that I've been seeing a lot on Twitter is like Seahawks fans making like uh, sarcastic jokes like, oh no, please don't draft 49ers, please don't draft Mac Jones. Yeah. Like we're so afraid <laughs> like basically kind of like it's like <laughs> a joke, them, like yeah. we're baiting them into yeah. drafting Mac Jones because I guess Seahawks fans aren't afraid of him, but that is yeah, it should be a funny thing. <laughs> um, okay, and then is there a linebacker that you particular particularly like in this year's draft? Um,
3: you know, I wish I could include myself in there. Right yeah, now, but I'm, <laughs> I'm coming back for another season. Yeah. Um, there's just a a lot of studs. Um, but I don't really know one individual. I just hear all the running backs and the yeah. quarterbacks. Pretty much all the media goes around them. Um, I couldn't really tell you one off the top of my head. I know that there's a pretty good. Penn State linebacker that I see more and more. Um, Micah Parsons. Yeah. Yes. Um, but other than that, you know, I, I I just like to see them play in the league. Gotcha. I always like to see the rookies go. Yeah.
0: All right. Micah Parsons for you? Yeah. Okay. Um, well, since you mentioned, you said you, you'd like to see yourself. Do you have, you know, you've had a very successful college career. Do you have NS- NFL aspirations post-college?
3: I do. Um, that was a decision for me that I had to make um, coming out of last season. I mean, I guess when this 2020 season was canceled was, you know, do I declare and try to get into the draft, try to, you know, make an opportunity for myself or do I come back and play another season? And given that Chapman is a division three school and doesn't get as much media as it should compared to division one schools and even D one double A's, D twos, things like that. Um, I decided, you know, the more film for myself the better, even though I do run the risks of injury, yeah, things like that. Um, I just figured that, you know, if I could do it once, um, having the 2019 season that I had, um, yeah. doing it again only betters my chances. So That's awesome. I'd say that I do have aspirations after that. That means it's showtime this fall. It is showtime this fall. It's it's more, you know, team yeah Yeah, yeah, of course the the team's got to win and then i win there you go that's how you
2: win right there your team does well you do well i mean that's what guys are going to care about really yeah definitely
3: yeah all right
0: well good luck with that and we thank both of you for coming on we had a great time yeah it
2: was great having you guys on really appreciate you guys taking time um hopefully we get a chance to talk to you guys next year too thomas will be graduating soon but uh, i'll be here next year doing the same thing so i would love to have you guys on mid-season if possible um but, yeah, no, thanks for coming on. We had a great time. And, um, you know, good luck the way, at, way out or the rest of the way out with training this spring and summer and whatnot. So, thank you, guys. Yeah, for sure. It was yeah. awesome. Appreciate it, guys. Fun. Absolutely, guys. All right. Uh, this
0: is Chapman Sports Radio, Panther Insider, signing off. Thanks for listening. And we look forward to having new guests on next week. <laughs> This is Chapman Sports Radio, Panther Insider, the only radio show dedicated to Chapman
1: athletics.